0: On today's episode of NFTs Made Easy, we covered a wide range of topics. Where we felt that Solana could be trading as far as a bottom may be, what our price targets were on the lower side, but also the benefits of DCAing and why you can never time the bottom. On top of this, we covered a whole mess of the one-of-one one art scene, how one-of-one one art typically holds up in negative markets. In addition to this, the delay of a bunch of upcoming mints, a little bit of alpha on another Web2 brand stepping into the Web3 space with an NFT project, and a variety of conversation around Polygon, the the onboarding process, and what we feel that means for the future of crypto and NFTs. Finally, we did discuss some of the SBF situations, a couple tin hat conspiracy theories, but if you want to tune into the show live Monday to Thursday, 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter, and shout out our new title sponsors, Hello Moon, a free analytics and data tool that allows you to swap SPL tokens for zero fees, chart a variety of NFT projects, gather information on the Solana ecosystem, and so much more. Check it out at But let's get into the episode. What is going on, NFT ecosystem? We are back again for another episode of NFTs Made Easy, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, talking all that sweet, sweet market alpha. As always, what we're buying, what we're selling in this market, where we're losing money, and where we're burning it even faster. I'm glad to have everyone here, per usual. Bunch of great speakers, as always. If you're new here, please request to speak. We love new voices and officially, Reppin' Hello Moon is the title sponsor, so if you're not exchanging your tokens, your SPL tokens, what are you doing? They don't charge any fees. Free analytics tool giving you all the insight on the market, and no better time to dive in than now. We got Utes pushing back off the 180 Solana floor price. God's taking about a 5 soul hit throughout the day. OK Bears testing 50 soul. Utes just sub 100. I know they got that traits marketplace and leaderboard. Bunch of fire there. Got the nouns glasses and the crowns trading upwards of 190 to $200. i am curious when the first Utes trade flips the D-Gods floor. I think it's just a matter of time. They're doing a damn good job keeping interest there, so kudos to that team. I also want to dive into some Polygon stuff. We got a whole mess of stuff from the emerging market standpoint. Bunch of new things coming out. I know Nike's launching their NFTs on Polygon. I know we got Starbucks launching their NFTs on Polygon. Adobe lets you mint right from their apps on Polygon. So a whole bunch of stuff cooking, moving, and shaking. But let's get into it. Bunny, Frisk, how are you?
1: GM Easy, GM Frisk. That 8-bot was going burr all day. I'm back up. I'm rich again. <laughs>
0: hey, kudos to you. I'm still holding strong on my 35, 30, 35 ETH floor. I want a kennel club at 1 ETH, especially when ETH breaks 1K. I'll be ecstatic. Frisk,
2: how are you? Hey, Easy. Uh, it's, you know, things have been... not. Slowing down, but I feel like I've been a lot more stabilized, which should not be taken for granted at this point. It is nice to see like the, these rebounds that are happening in regards to a lot of these collections, which we're getting hugely flooded. Like apes back bouncing back up to 59 is really, really cool. Um, and Bunny, we're happy for you, man. We're we're, we're we're excited for all the games that are coming your way, man. I hope that you give us even more free money. Um, but it's super nice to see volume coming in and people finding ways to trade. We're sitting magic in at 261,000 soul in volume in the 24 hour, which is huge. In tons of collections one thing we didn't talk about yesterday was that phantom actually swept a bunch of nfts as well too No, what's going on um, with that i have my reservations i don't know how i feel about it but for what it's worth it seems for the most part harmless i don't know what went into their selection they chose a variance of like collections that have been on for a while and about 150 pop heads yes and collections i minted that two days ago which was an interesting choice for all like and i, I i'm not really mad at the collections they picked but I am a little confused. Um, they picked up twenty-five meta tattoo clubs, which I thought was really interesting. I love the team over there; those they're, they're, they're great guys. Um, One hundred fifty pop heads. They bought all the mullets for youth, which was really interesting. <laughs> um, I, I I hate those fucking mullets, so I'm glad that they... dude. That. I hate
0: the Utes with hair. It's Like, bro, Yetis are covered in fur. Why do they need a
2: full head of hair? <laughs> they're fucking terrible, man. I can't stand it. Um, but <laughs> just getting to a quick recap as far as floor prices go: Boyds back to fifty-nine. Punks are still flipping Boyds right now. Uh, in the red, I think they're in the sixties. We see mutants at around, I think, 10 ish or 9.6 is what I'm seeing. So
0: mutants Gen- have not moved comparatively okay. to
2: yesterday. Okay, that's interesting. I think Gem has the wrong prices then. I don't know what the hell's going on here. OpenC's been bugging for me all day. D gods, like you said, had that bit of a pullback. Um, seeing stabilizations around pop heads, stabilizations around monkeys. Tubes flips monkeys for a very short period of time today, which was a pretty good top signal, in my opinion. Uh, but I thought that was interesting. I still think monkeys flip D gods in the next three months. Uh, I'd give it 90 days. And I think that monkeys are getting a back on top. I'm calling it right now. Um, Vandals revealed their art. Finally. Uh, no comment. What else <laughs> is going on? Uh, I think that Clone X is having a bit of movement as well with the Nike news. I don't think there's going to be any perks for, for Artifact with the Polygon stuff, but that is really interesting. And I saw Doodles at 6 ETHs there, below 6 ETH. That was making me laugh so easy. We, we can We can celebrate that together.
0: Yeah, I mean, somebody messaged me when I put out my Ape uh, takes yesterday on where I thought the floor price goes, and they were like, can you give me an honest take on Doodles with no bias? I had to bite my tongue because I wanted to say zero. But I I honestly think that it really depends on when they launch Doodles 2 because that's going to be the big piece of it. Their goal is to launch a million NFTs, and the belief is that they're going to be launching those on the Flow blockchain, which I think has a very negative correlation to the primary asset. My target was like one, two to two range, two at being like kind of the Pico top for them. We'll see what happens with them. It's just like in this market, things move so fast and you have to be active on social media. And I think they tweeted yesterday for the first time in like a month following their GM tweet, which before that was like six months. So right now the space moves so fast. Like I already feel like people are kind of like overhearing about the FTX SBF news unless we get like an arrest or some breaking news. He's trying to raise capital again. So there's that. Like that was the wildest thing I read in the Wall Street Journal article today was my man was trying to raise money again I don't know if he's trying to raise it for a criminal defense lawyer or like what his goal is. Also hearing Kevin O'Leary say that he would happily give SBF money again. I was like, dude, you just have too much money if you're just like, yeah, What nah. the fuck, man? Bro, in a video interview. So my man's just smiling on camera, talking to the camera. And he's like, yeah, I'd absolutely give the guy some more cash. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? I mean, kudos to you for having your belief, I guess. But holy hell, we got a lot of hands. Let's dive into it. Jux, what's going on? I got two phones. One for the,
3: line, one for the load. I swear, I've said this multiple times over the last however many months we've been out here regularly. That, uh, that pre-game music bit is always slapping. People need to show up early. It uh, sets the vibe for sure. Uh, GM, GM, everyone. Uh, as far as like, that, that tube D-God ute run-up, um, I didn't think it was going to last as long as it did. So I, I got out of what I said I was going to keep dead stock on my tube connected to my D-God at about 155. So I missed enough uh, USD profit for a solid single grocery store trip uh so that's okay we'll, we'll bounce back i feel like a lot of projects right now are pumping in general like promising projects so it's cool to see stuff like famous fox famous fox's chart uh obviously smb's have been doing their thing which reminds me code monkey hasn't changed his pfp to his new monkey which is uh no i'm waiting bummer. on
0: it i'm waiting on it
3: but he's got the boogle i'm surprised phantom didn't sweep either the boogles or the ghost kid trait in the hallowed that would have been very on theme so they they missed uh, a play there um i heard you say something about mutants I saw my boyfriend alations accumulate a new mutant i've been tailing this place since about 2010 uh so i'm bullish on accumulating mutants right around this price i'm sure they'll drop a little lower but i feel like if you can find gems for a steal right now it's probably a good play uh polygon i've been bullish on polygon uh gme doing their thing on immutable x i think is super bullish uh i know i had friends that were at uh this last year's super bowl and they were granted nfts that were on polygon sort of like poe apps for being at the super bowl so I think it's going to be a chain for the normies to onboard for sure. Uh, I think that's all I got. How's everyone else feeling? I'm in the middle of the gym. I just I was going to say, bro, to you're, you you sound like you're exhausted
0: me. over here working out. So kudos to yeah, you getting sweating while uh, I sit here staring at my desk, actively shorting the shit out of a variety of different crypto tokens with the uh, potential of NATO going to war here. So. A lot, uh, lot of terrifying macro conditions that I don't think are going to be good for the global economy. But hey, let's not focus on that too heavily. I want to pass it down to Code, the new owner of a skeleton monkey. I'm waiting for him to get rid of the boogle because the SMBs look way better. What's going on, Code? I've missed you, my friend.
4: What's up, BZ? Uh Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> right, I hate to break it to you. Uh, yeah, no, I, I bought the SMB. I was, I've been eyeing some stuff for a while, and I was just waiting for a clean one, and then I feel like I got a really good steal, so... Um, yeah, I feel like they're like one of the only stable coins right now in NFTs and it's just kind of insane, but yeah, no, super cool. I was super hyped about that purchase. Um, but yeah, I I think I got, I gotta, I gotta disagree with you on this uh, whole short thing here. Typically war or any sort of, um, you know, act of aggression between countries raises the economy because of how many, um, suppliers and everything are, you know, tapped in. So might want to rethink that short. I'll, I'll talk. Listen,
0: now, but... it's like I trade, so the shorts only open going into the announcement, which usually people panic. So I'm not holding it for any longer than the second that the news breaks. I was net short when the news broke that a uh, some missile remains landed, and the S and P sold off like forty dollars.
4: Interesting. Yeah. No. I on from a stock perspective, at least. I, I guess I can't really speak to crypto because I haven't been in crypto. Whenever you know some sort of active aggression like that, that big, other than Ukraine, has you know uh, happened, but I, uh, it's interesting to see what kind of precedent that sets with the current, um, ecosystem and market right now, but yeah, outside of that, it's been, uh, pretty uneventful and boring around here. Uh, I haven't minted a single damn thing except for Adam Ape, uh, his collection, I was lucky enough to mint the uh, middle or the second best one and then looked it for a profit, kept the other one. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, I don't think I've minted shit in over a month, so Yeah.
0: Yeah, hey, I know that we've been talking a lot about upcoming mints we're excited for, and I think every single one of those has now delayed their mint. So we got nothing this week. I was looking on Hello Moon 2 about like what's minting and they have like a a smart minting tool and there's not a single thing on there for what's actually actively minting. So right now, man, it's uh, it's a little bit chaotic for sure. The market is not minting as aggressively. Seems like that's a good sign. Speaking of the macro conditions, I want to pass it over to uh, Crypto Cowboy because I talk to him all the time about TA. Want to get his thoughts on the market right now. I know he's net short. But I'm curious to hear what he's got going on.
5: What's up, Easy? Uh, yeah, I've been net short for a while, pretty publicly. Some people you know, didn't like my opinion, but I think now they see why I was net short for a while. I really want to read you something. Breaking news happened two hours ago, and I need your opinion on it. Is that cool?
0: Let's hear it. Let's hear it.
5: <laughs> New York Fed launches 12-week CDDC pilot program with major banks. Banking giants including BYN Mellon, Citibank, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, Will all be issuing tokens and settling transactions through simulated central bank reserves as part of the pilot. What's your opinion?
0: Uh, dude, it's tough. Like i I'm like tempted to short USDC. <laughs> I know how crazy that sounds, but like we're getting a federal token and there's been a lot of speculation on that for a while now. So getting this I don't think is like unheard of. I think it was somewhat expected, but I'm more curious like how they plan to do this pilot without like consumer adoption of it.
5: 100 percent. And I think the timing on this is eerie, right? Not even two days ago we have this collapse with FTX, who, you know is known to be the second biggest donor to the Democratic Party. And I just think it's very bizarre that now the New York Fed launches this 12-week CBDC pilot program, not, not trying to draw any conclusions, just pointing out the obvious.
0: Yeah, on top of it, too, FTX was going to launch a stablecoin. So before this collapse, they almost did launch a stablecoin. There was a lot of concern about that. And gladly, I mean, I'm grateful they didn't because that shit would have de-pegged so quickly. Would have made Luna look like a uh, like child's play at that point. I want to pass it over to Manny. What's going on?
6: Yeah, dude. So I sold all that stuff this morning and I ended up buying three Stone Dapes this morning. So, <laughs> dude, I was pretty pumped. And then, like, I was looking at them at, like, 27, 28. And then, uh, what's his name? Carlos or whatever from Jelly Rascals ended up sweeping 30. And I was like, God, damn. I was like, well, at least I'm up. Right. But uh, what's it called? I didn't, I wasn't able to get a big enough position that I wanted, but I think there's something going on there. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like PFO posted that some kind of cryptic tweet that they might be doing something, but I mean, dude, anytime Carlos hard sweeps something, two weeks later, it ends up being the Pico top. So I'll probably be looking <laughs> to exit there in like a week or two. So I guess I'm holding these. I would like almost panicked with the missile particle hitting Poland. I was like, guys, I was like, do I swap? I was freaking out, and then uh, I toned it down. But overall, I'm feeling pretty good. You know that elixir mint is in two days. That one should be pretty good. I'm looking at that. Everybody in my discords were kind of, or not my discords, the discords that I'm in. People were talking about those. Um, I think they rip, dude. I mean, 2,500 supply, hard to hard to beat that. Like, yeah, you gotta love the
0: low supply stuff for sure.
6: Yeah, just look at folk. You know what I'm saying? But outside of that, just kind of hanging out, trying to see what other plays I make. The Vandal Art, super mid, not a fan, but whatever. People will buy it, right? So it doesn't matter. People will buy it.
0: Well, now I'm just curious like what the next thing is. They've now dragged out the art upgrade. That's now released. So I'm curious what the next roadmap delivery is going to be and if they catch any pushback from this. Frank did post a public tweet. Uh, congratulating them and giving praise to the art. We have seen some decent price action on Vandals. The tough part is, we saw so many previews with that that, like, there wasn't many surprises, I would say, when I went and looked through the art and, like, what was going on with it. It definitely looks better than the last iteration. So I got to give them credit for that. It is an upgrade for sure. There are some other upgrades I'm excited for, too. Like, I really am still waiting for the Blocksmith art upgrade. I want to see that. I'm excited for what that's going to look like. Hoping for a nice excuse me, pump on Forge there for having to use that to upgrade the art. I want to see more use out of some of these utility tokens and SPL tokens. I keep looking into this library situation and how it failed the Howey test. And one of them is that it's an inherent thought that you'll obtain value from the token and no utility when the token launches. So right now, like looking at some SPL tokens, I feel like that's one of the biggest concerns because there's a bunch of them that launched and are part of something and you basically just get it from staking without any utility behind it or any like value add as to like what you can use it for. Which basically eliminates the idea in the word utility because it has no use case. So that's kind of what I've been looking at a little bit more. Uh, I think Vault, the Vandals one, has some because of like their lotteries and stuff like that. But I think that is still getting glossed over a lot. And it's it's definitely a conversation that I think needs to be addressed a little bit more. But Bison, what's going on?
7: Yo. Um with the SPL tokens, uh, you know, it's gonna be a trickle down effect. Like my brain was much bigger than most of these like SPLs. Like they're not gonna go after some of these, it's going to take a while for it to trickle down before they start going after some of these smaller projects. So, um, and that's even if they like library was much more obvious than I would say some of these SPLs are. Like, you know, I'm trying to think of like remnants, right? That's an in game currency that's probably not gonna be a Howie. So, and it, I think it,
0: of like dust too, which is probably the biggest SPL. They've done such a good job emphasizing that it's one dust equals one uh-huh. dust, and, the, and there was no pre mining, the only way to obtain it, much like Bitcoin was through staking of the DGOT. So they've done a very good job basically having a counter-argument to everything that Library failed on that for. And as I kept looking into it more, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm still doing some digging on ApeCoin. I can't figure out if they pre-mined the bunch or not or, and where like the reserve supply comes from. The other benefit that ApeCoin has is that centralized DAO, but that's the other one that I think this SEC probe could bring some more light to the SPL token conversation.
7: Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, I'm looking over a lot of SPLs, and I think for the most part, they they were just fun utility tokens. I ended up having you know some LPs launch after uh, you know use cases came out for them. So I think we're good on that front. Um, as far as the market goes, dude, I love Crypto Cowboy putting on his full hat. I'm I'm about it. We literally spent like 30 minutes after the Rarefund Radio episode today that we just talked back and forth on how fucking fishy this all smells, dude. It it breathes. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm not gonna try to sit here and just like absolutely go through conspiracies, but just, there's something going on, dude. It is wild out there. Nonetheless. Um, I'm out of everything, dude. I, it, it's been a great week. I, I sold my noun for a lot and then, uh, great trade to tubes. Yeah. Well, they still ran up to like 420. So I guess there's, you know, there's bro, you sold
0: awesome. a ute with a 90 soul floor for 333 <laughs> soul. Like there's nothing to complain about. my guy.
7: I know. i know. Say, well, I still made up the spread. Cause I, I bought, I bought tubes with it at like 95 and 99 or something. And I actually just sold them at 177. So oh. still, yeah, it's, it's been a good week, man. I, it, the past six days have been just like absolutely ripping as far as it's been my best sole like net profit week. So I'm, I'm happy about it. My last record was like 350 and I think I hit 420. Uh, so I'm I'm pumped this week. But We'll see what I do. I like right now, yeah, with the news coming out of like possible more war and stuff. I think right now it's just like there's gonna be more dust that flies up. And right now I'm just gonna have liquidity on the sideline and take advantage of any sort of emotions that enter the market. Because that's that's where I made this bag, dude. That's that's how you make it right now. It's just like counter trade people's emotions. It's the easiest thing to do in the world right now.
0: Yeah, hey, it's uh it's an old adage. You gotta buy the fears, sell the greed. Usually how it goes, I still think back to November when we, everyone was screaming for soul to 1000 and why the hell did I not liquidate my entire life at that moment? Because I was stupid. But hey, to each their own. Things will get better, I hope. And uh, I still think that there's some decent fear right now. A lot of people speaking about the contagion risk of the FTX fallout. BlockFi officially filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy today. That had limited effect on the market because everyone was like, yeah, these dudes are fucked. And uh, it was pretty damn clear that that was going to happen anyway. So I'm just curious what else comes from this. We've seen, I believe, one of so far say that they lost $50 million in FTX. Still a lot of projects and organizations that I think have not disclosed how much they've lost. The, the worst thing that I keep thinking about is like at Breakpoint, Star Atlas was everywhere. Gameplay footage, they were like headlining the gameplay demos. And then the FTX situation happened and they went from like a six-year runway to a six-month runway because of how much money they had trapped in FTX. So that's just absolutely brutal because that game has taken a while to come out. And on top of it, just having an effect like that is just so tough for a project that has a lot of eyes on it, like Star Atlas, and a lot of people speculating when the gameplay was going to be functioning. And they had some fire previews. Like, I got to give them kudos at Breakpoint. I have to give a Rory kudos at Breakpoint because almost every stand had the gameplay on a computer there that you could actually play the game. So I was really impressed about that because it seemed like they were finally showing deliverables with much anticipation that's been going on. I want to pass it down to Tom. What's going on?
1: Yeah, thanks, EZ. Uh You know, I've kind of never been a real big hype person. Um, I, I've been always about like trading in the shadows kind of. Uh, other than this space, I don't do a lot of public speaking or, or anything like that. And something I've been tweeting out about, I don't know if a lot of people caught it because like I said, I'm not, not a real big hype person, but I've been kind of preaching for like three or four weeks about like Solana art, like one of one art. Um, and I know everyone's first thought is John, but I mean... If anyone's been watching what general Poet's been doing the last two weeks or so, you could have made a ton of money off of that or just supported him because our work is great. Um, so I've been really watching that, making some flips. I kind of reset my entire bag. Um, I was with Manny buying the Fear, uh, mainly Teo Assets uh, during everything that went down because I don't know the next time I'll be able to, to buy Gen 1 for those prices. Um but I think there's a lot of cool artists, there's a lot of cool stuff um, out there where people are like supporting artists, even John's Discord, like the people that are posting auctions and stuff in there. I think, you know, just from the traditional market stuff that I've done, art always does well in these times. And I think it's really cool to see some of these artists like doubling down on soul. Uh, so I would definitely keep an eye out for that. The, the drops are hard to get. Exchange art is pitiful to, to mint on. I'm not going to lie to anyone there. But... Um, you know, hopefully that stuff gets better. But I, there's definitely opportunities out there. And I think people are just trading a lot faster. So I guess just keep an eye on that volume and, and be safe out there. I mean, there's
0: certainly a ton of volume. I love the call out to one of one art. I was on Node Mode,
1: Depeche Notes podcast last week,
0: discussing the Solana art scene and just like what's been going on with it. I think there's a bunch of quality stuff on there that I'm really excited about. And we got to actually shout out I am Laura, who just dropped the Lurkers, a 5K supply open edition and sold out. I believe it was the largest open edition on Exchange Art History. And I think she broke another record too for most sales in a single day. So that's absolutely bananas. The artwork's unreal. It's a full visual like down a timeline tunnel. Dude, it was so good. I didn't pick one up because I'm a bozo. So I ended up buying one on secondary. But that's something that I'm like really excited about. I know that there's been a lot of excitement for, I believe it's the Lurker list, which uh, I think that might have been for this or something upcoming. But kudos to her because just absolutely crushing it. I love the one-on-one art scene. I have bags of stuff. And it's something about that space that I don't even really think about like selling it. I kind of just tuck it away and forget it. When I first made profits in September last year, I bought a flag monkey, which is technically one of one art. And I still hold that because that was like the first thing I was able to buy with profits that I bought. Cause I liked it versus anything else. And I've never even thought about selling it. So there's just like, I never get attached to my bags, but the one of one art scene, I definitely have like an emotional attachment on. So I love the call out there, Tom, what else you got?
1: That, that lurkers. Let's just say, so you know, that did, um, that's kind of my whole point to this so we feel i filled that out um and everyone who filled it out got it because of the ftx situation so it was literally like you fill out two questions and it was supposed to be a raffle but everything kind of fell apart and she decided to still go with the mint uh the book was supposed to be added but instead of raising the price of mint she just said if you want the book you can only get it by owning the nft i believe and then you have to pay another like 50 usd to get the actual book that's coming out um but just the fact that like that quick pivoting just from any position. I thought it was really cool that she didn't just turn around and say, okay, now it's a 10 cent mint. Um, they, they like had a quick swap on that. And that book has been like advertised on Fox News and other things. I, I just were really bullish on the whole thing. And that was like a play that I think a lot of people slept on because you got handed a whitelist basically uh, for that, which probably would have been a better market been really hard to get. So I think you know just keep your eyes out for that. There's a lot of cool stuff over there.
0: Yeah. And kudos to her for pivoting on that in such quick fashion. It seems like there was not a single negative comment about that I was actually just looking on twitter and i searched the lurkers list and the first comment i saw was somebody tagging headsaw so i want to pass it over to head what's going on my guy
8: hey easy yeah just to just to echo what tom was saying there's there's like a really tight-knit community over there in the one and one art scene and i think like some of the alpha is a lot of these artists now are you know expanding their collections because they started off with really really small collections and the way that they've been doing it like your john lays your i am laura l um is if you own one of the edition pieces or one of their one of ones you basically get like auto whitelists of things because they want to support their early collectors so i mean if you're looking to get into it i would say you know look at these artists that are posting a lot of stuff on twitter and maybe just look at picking up an addition because these things are going for like you know three four soul i think i am laurel's one was like seven eight soul and it ran up to about 30 soul um maybe two weeks ago so yeah if you're looking for exposure in some of these these artists look for the edition pieces you know there's a couple hundred of them and and you know Potential whitelist to future drops. John John Lay's one went up. You know he had like the first edition and GM, and same thing when he, when he um, announced um, IOTA, I think it was those things ran up. So yeah, it's, it's a really cool community. And the other thing I would say is they all support each other, which is also quite nice. Like you can see them all engaging with each other. DJM Poet's a big one like this. You know he collaborates with like love every DJ single pilot. artist in the space. Yeah, so it's just like good vibes over there. No matter what's happening, the world is burning, but the one of one art scene is uh you know always positive. So. Yeah,
0: that's it. Dude, I'm just a huge Pokemon nerd deep down. So everything D Gen Poet does, I'm like, oh, this is sweet. Brings back like the childhood thoughts and watching the videos of him like actually create the art. I'm like, this is crazy. Like such a good job with it all. Uh, there's a couple others too, like OX Flat is somebody I'm extremely bullish on. I love the simplistic art style. I probably have like 20 pieces from Flat. So all that stuff, dude, it's, it's nice too when you buy something. Um, I bought a Surreal for Real on stream when I was interviewing the exchange art team and the artist reached out right after and was like, dude, thanks. Like it, you don't get that level of like, empathy from anywhere else in the space and you really are supporting an individual who's just like a genuine person like i also hold a being by nate geo and i've like talked to him on the phone and stuff he's just a great guy like it's awesome to support these people that are much smaller in this ecosystem and genuinely care when you give them that support and it's like the little things that like you feel good about it and you get a piece of dope art and who knows what else like i think i have a physical print some clothes that have been sent to me all for buying something for at the time was like a hundred dollars so it's definitely returned its value i'm a huge fan of that i love when people advocate for one of one art See, my only bag that I don't paper hand aggressively and attack the floor with, uh, because I just kind of tuck it away and forget I even own it. And then I end up opening up the wallet and I'm like, damn, I have some dope stuff. Frisk, what's going on?
2: I feel like changing this topic from the one of one stuff because I actually really let's, let's rip line. it. Let's rip it. Uh, so I'm gonna make a prediction here. I think we're going to see two new metas coming in the next, but f- we gonna say a few months. I think the first one is an airdrop meta, I think there's going to be like projects that are going to start giving away stuff just because shit isn't minting out and they're going to use it to like kind of gain traction and bring it back into it and with, with future drops. I think it's going to be done poorly. Could and you break to this down a little bit? bit? I, like, what do you mean by airdrop meta? I want to like explain this to me like I'm five. Okay, so let's, maybe airdrop isn't exactly the right term, but I'm going to say like, like for, the, for the sake of it, I'm going to call it the free shit meta. So here's okay. an example. Sardine has. We saw that happen in Lisbon. Fucking 60-soul floor right now. Didn't have to do anything other than just to be in Lisbon and tap the fucking cupcake-like thing. And- yeah, yeah, I got I a couple that. of
0: those. Yeah,
2: yeah, dude, I'm fucking mad jealous. Um, And then we saw, we have Blur, which are going to have the airdrop coming out in, jan- in January as well, too. I think that's going to be another aspect that comes into it as well. We also just had the Holland, which dropped, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. I'll spill some alpha for you guys. Liberty, don't kill me. Um, Which was also, if you just held Liberty Square, it was entirely free. You didn't have to do anything. Matter of fact, you could have just sold the token if you didn't want to mint as well, too. And if you guys know Liberty, you know there's a series of drops that are that are coming up that are a part of our roadmap as well, too. And holding those literally is just a part of it. And so having exposure to them is going to be a big, big part of that. And I think that there's a lot of that's going to happen in 10 with my prediction for the second meta, which is the quote-unquote Web2 brand collaboration meta. And we can talk about this with the Polygon side of things as well, too. But I think that there's going to be a lot of projects which are going to like try and say that they're working with Web2 brands in order to make that sort of assumption that there is the demand for your for what it is that you're building in Web three, this is maybe way off, and i may be like talking out of my ass here, but just with what I've been seeing, I think that a big onboarding thing that we've seen just and one person that that really really did it right right was Reddit, where they gave free NFTs to a bunch of like notable figures and ended up getting people talking, and I think that that's we're going to see a lot of in a mixture of it in regards to the free shit meta mixed in with the Web two brand meta. And I think that there's, and Bunny, I I, I see you DMing me, Bunny, I know you're about to <laughs> say what you're going to say. But I think that that's what's going to happen in regards to what's coming up. And I think that the free shit is going to have to be backed by these Web2 brands in order to instate that there's some sort of value there. This is, like I said, this is just a prediction. I think this is what we're going to see in the next 60 to 90 days. And especially because shit isn't minting out right now. People are str- like, people are fucking broke. A lot of people got fucking wrecked on, like, FTX and shit. I think this is like one of the better opportunities to to go along with it bunny i know you're itching to say it. just go ahead man
1: i literally just dm'd frisk i found i saw that the kellogg's popped up uh an nft page uh they're almost at a thousand followers it's it's the breakfast club the e in breakfast great movie a three i think there's no U in B. it's kind of confused the breakfast club no U and the uh e is a three
0: Okay, okay. An- another web2 brand coming into the space. Yeah. I think that this free shit meta makes sense too, dude, because when you actually break down like how Reddit did it, they onboarded an army of people, the people who did not claim right away, all of a sudden saw these certain NF- <coughs> excuse me. Certain NFTs going for like 18 grand, and immediately were like, "Oh shit, I got to claim this." So they did, made a bag if they were able to. And then got a bunch of people talking about it. You saw all these people online discussing it, all these forums created on Reddit discussing it. I think Nike's going to do similar. And they also bridge like the avatar artifact play because with Clone X, they've already said that what you get on the app can be applied to your avatar. Somebody was talking earlier too, they were playing Madden and got a pop-up notification that they got something in Nike. So like there's other ways where I think that they can continue to collaborate. And because these Web2 brands and like Fortune 500s have bags of cash, it wouldn't shock me if they were just dumping that as like a marketing expense to get people to use their marketplace, their apps, etc. And it's free exposure, like especially in the small little bubble we're in. The bigger picture is getting people to buy into these things without them even realizing that crypto is involved. And only once they sell these digital assets, do they have to offload that and then realize what crypto is. And that's where we saw a huge surge of things with the Reddit NFTs. Starbucks is going to be doing it as well. Dude, people collect Starbucks holiday cl- uh, cups. It's not going to shock me when people are aping these like Starbucks stickers from their own Web3Play. Just real quick, before we
2: move on to the next hands, I couldn't agree more easy. And you mentioned the Nike thing. Their are dot swooshes. I, I looked into a little bit more. I still have to do more research. But they are gonna be free. Still figuring out what the hell is going on with that wallet, but like we're already seeing it not only just on Polygon, but even in Solana. Like, say what you will, but Toys R Us. I I I know it's it's its own thing, but like that's something that that is, it is of its own like a fucking brand. Sure, they're fucking bankrupt, but like there's there's something going on there too. And like I'm so sorry to show my own collection again as well too, but even Liberty Square, we've already announced that like we're working on a cross-chain collection as well with uh, with one of the biggest Web2 brands like in the space. And like it shows that there's that interest in Solana. And so there are people that are like coming into the space now and easy. You talk to a lot of people. I'm sure that there's a lot that you probably can't even talk about in regards to web two brands that are, that are eyeing at least Ethereum, if not Polygon and Solana, fuck maybe even BNB at this point. Like I really do think that the next little while is going to be this age of, and I I can't stress this enough, not age of NFTs, but the age of digital collectibles.
0: Bro, the Polygon BD team cold DM me on Twitter. I got a call with them tonight and I'm just going to ask them who the hell's next. Cause like, I haven't signed shit. So I'm now curious, like who else are they onboarding? I'm also going to ask them to to give me their onboarding package because I want to know how the hell this team is onboarding literally every Fortune 500 in a rapid pace. It's insane. Like there's, dude, every day there's a new like product coming out on Polygon. I didn't even realize eBay launched a Wayne Gretzky NFT on Polygon. Like there's shit I'm I'm, like completely clueless on that's been out. And that launched in March. So like that was forever ago at this point. We're almost, in no time we're going to be coming up on a year of that and nobody talks or acknowledges that. You got Reddit. You got Meta launching all of their NFTs on Polygon after uh, abandoning ship on their own blockchain. They're, dude, it's crazy right now. Starbucks so I'm,
1: and Chipotle.
0: Yeah, dude. I didn't even realize Chipotle was in there, too. Like, it's nuts. Like, and I think it's just the tip of the iceberg, too. Like, there's only, what, 10 brands we've now listed and 10, like, Fortune Fives. And I think that even smaller ones are going to start to do this. Reddit set a precedent that I think many brands are realizing can work as long as they make it as frictionless as possible and just take advantage of the ability to use a credit card. Because if somebody can just Apple Pay, Swipe a credit card, enter the 16 digits, and press buy. That's the easiest way. They don't have to make a wallet. They don't have to go on Coinbase, buy some shit, send it somewhere, do all this other stuff. If they can buy it, that's the only step you need for the consumer adoption. Because then, once they see that they can sell it, they'll go through way more hurdles to offload that crypto to put in a bank account and be uncomfortable trying to learn it because that's actual money that they can get versus getting the item. Like it's you think like going to a college fair and getting all those free T-shirts and shit. That's basically like this, but now imagine if you could sell that t-shirt for $1,000. You're going to figure out where you got to sell that and how to get that money into your bank account. I want to pass it over to um, Matt Schiller here. He's had his hand up for a while. What's going on?
1: What's going on, Easy? How are we doing? Um, I honestly am just laughing about this entire week. It's been absolute shit show. Um, you got people over here on ETH thinking about, yo, when am I buying the dip on Solana? You got people on Solana thinking about when am I going to buy the dip on ETH? It absolutely makes no sense, bro. I've had more conversations about when am I buying a than more than like anything I'm buying on ETH um anyway i was curious you know what you guys on solana were thinking about your market conditions um i know you guys took like a really mean dip um and there are people saying it's going to be a little bit more blood but you know for me i'm trying to think like all right like this dip is just a yard sale um and i was wondering if anybody here knew when was the perfect time to buy because i I honestly think that you know solana might go down to like at least eight dollars but i think after that like it's all up from there but i don't
0: know bro we're going to a thousand dollars end of the year that's what everybody told me last november so i still got conviction in it it's only a quick 100x absolute cap, <laughs> bro. i'll be happy if we're still holding 15 come december but i actually want to i know cowboy doesn't have his hand up i'm curious to hear what his targets are i want to say they're like eight and four but cowboy i'm putting you on the spot what targets you got on solana
5: what's up brother um let me pull up my chart real quick my it's target. Hard to here yeah, yeah, yeah. So my targets right now, I had a uh, pretty, pretty obvious support zone drawn around twelve bucks, which is holding for now. Uh, see, we'll see if it can hold. If it drops below that, I think it's realistic to think we could see Solana around seven bucks. And if that holds, if that holds, then fine. But if it breaks, then we can see it at three dollars. Uh, I was in a space earlier talking about this, and I think it's really something that I want to kind of make apparent to people. You, you're never going to snipe the bottom, right? You're never going to snipe the bottom. Being a successful trader is what I do full-time. You have to be prepared for every scenario. I'm prepared to buy Salon at seven. I'm prepared to buy it at three. I'm also prepared to long it if if 12 uh, support holds. So I don't think there's a perfect time to buy. I think there's just understanding trend, uh, using that to your advantage, and and waiting for confirmation of trend in this environment.
0: Yeah, I could not have said it any better myself. So we got some targets there. I'm uh, personally hoping that it holds 12. If it doesn't, we're all in danger. Uh, but it's not like we haven't been in danger for a long period of time. Just uh, just last week, we were sitting at $37 off the Google announcement. So clearly anything can happen. But I want to pass over to Deep. What's going on?
9: Hey, Easy. how's it going? Um, First of all, a lot of things. I was going to come on here and take a victory lap for making a $20 profit on my trade today. But then Bison came in and announced that he made like 200 sold this week. So I'm going to just shut up about it. Frisk, uh, I don't know if you were listening to me yesterday, but I did say a well swept NFT is worth 45K. That was Phantom who did it. Uh, but yeah, it seems like Frisk doesn't listen to me when I'm talking. Uh, adding to what Crypto Cowboy was saying about CBDCs, uh, Crypto Cowboy, uh, I will also wear a tinfoil hat and add to what you were saying. Uh, Rishi Sunak, who's the new UK PM, is pro CBDCs and pro crypto. Uh, he came in just like a few weeks back not to forget I have said this before that that India also launched its own CBDC just two weeks back so all of these things are definitely sort of aligning and you know like the dots are adding even though we would want them to not really add it's just like a weird timeline and uh, yeah I mean also about Seoul I'm looking at $2.5 as my target precisely like the last line before we die, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it seems like uh, nine dollars and two point five are like really uh, interesting targets for for me. Uh, yeah.
0: I like the TA from the deep there. Uh, I'm hoping we don't touch two nine, and if we do, I'm hoping SBF comes out of his prison cell that he might end up in and tweets that he'll buy it all again at three dollars. Right now, I think based on his current net worth, he can buy one full Solana. So kudos to him, Tom. What's going on?
1: Yeah, I just kinda of wanted to agree with what Cowboy was saying there. You know, I think a lot of people right now are kind of shifting to that idea of that, you know, we're gonna go lower and, and, and when to buy. Um, and I've just been preaching DCA into stuff, especially if you don't have a lot of capital to put in at the bottom, your profit isn't gonna be as much as someone who's gonna put, you know, twenty, thirty K in at that level. So I think, you know, diversifying, spreading it out. We've been talking about Polygon a lot. That's a very, you know, useful token that I think is cheap. Um, you know, survival is everything right now, and I think You know, people don't they forget to explain that when they talk about like making a ton of money in any space, but specifically crypto, you got to start building that now. And I mean, ten dollars, twenty dollars, one hundred dollars a month, whatever you can afford, uh, that's the way you get to that point, surviving through this time, preparing for the next run, whether it's in a year two years, whatever it is, and then using that time to thrive. I think it's boring to hear that it's not fun to hear that but it's just the case for a lot of people and you know i hope people realize that and stick around and and realize that this is the time to make those moves
0: absolutely it sounds like the general consensus is that the dca approach i think it's exactly what is the best path for it you're like we've been saying you're not going to time the bottom you're not going to time the top entries and exits and a strategy goes much much further same with nfts figure out where you're comfortable entering where you're comfortable exiting and uh stick to it i always get burned when i fade my own plan gonna try not to do that moving forward bison what's
7: going on yeah um God, there was so much to go through. Okay, so Matic, um, yeah, that should have been on on a lot of people's radars. I, you know, one of the Bankless uh, episodes came out back in, what, March or something like that, and it was going over. Ryan Wyatt, uh, head of YouTube Gaming, went over to Polygon to, the, to build the Polygon Studios over there, and I think that was, like, when it really started because after that, it was just BD deal. Dude, imagine Polygon's BD mixed with Solana's, like, you know community and network and stuff like that it, that would be a deadly combo it seems like we can't get it all right though because matic is kind of just weird over there it doesn't really seem to have like a strong grassroots community but you know i'm i'm happy to be wrong maybe i'm just stuck in an echo chamber over here um one-on-one artists yeah we won't touch on this too much but i think there's three that are very underappreciated one is low fronts if you guys don't know who low fronts is oh my goodness i love them so much they're animated uh, structures that are you know ip built and they have incredible music behind them if you don't know who I am soul boy is he is an incredible producer and just i mean they keep ripping up and nobody talks about them so i'm happy to accumulate um art by nafe and techtober on form function both incredible styles i love them so much nafe actually just came out with um uh an edition with flat so i know you'll like that easy i'm not sure if you saw that or not but um yeah, dude, as far as soul goes, I mean, Cowboy hit it on the head. It I was looking at similar levels. I actually just bought my first DCA since I thought we were at the bottom around like 28 to 33. Um Back at 13.8. And then, yeah, I'm looking at like 8. And then, God forbid, we go down to 3, dude. I don't know. I just keep looking at the Eth fractal. Um, I know, dude, I, I made a chart on it, but DS made a way better chart if you guys don't see, if you don't follow decentralized or Degen swings as he was known. um His chart... Way cleaner than mine. You should go look at it. It's playing out like eerily similar. It's so crazy. Um, and I'm hoping that this $12 is our bottom, you know, fingers crossed, because I, I, I don't know. I just, you never know what's going to happen. Just be prepared. So have a lick on the side.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's honestly the best path forward. I'm taking a look at decentralized chart here. Got to scroll a little bit. Yeah, it looks pretty damn good. I mean, I'm certainly hopeful for it. I like the comparison to ETH here, and I'm hoping we get the same upward trajectory. Bro, if we trade $300 on Solana, I'll be so fucking happy. Oh, my God. But uh, I think it's a long path forward. I want to pass it back over to Manny. What's going on?
6: Yeah, just on that SBL how we test stuff, I ended up buying like 5 or 6K PUFF token just because I was like, you know what? If I have these stoned apes, why not? Um, one of ones, A2K and Crypto Goku did a live action thing with Faroque on Rug Radio. It's on YouTube. They drop a ton of one of one art alpha, like calling people before they peak. The Deejay Poet had a drop today. It sold out in point four five seconds. So like, put his notifications on. Um, what's it called? The Exchange Art Bot. Something to follow. And um, yeah, that's kind of all I got.
0: Yeah. Hey, I like uh the mention there, dude. DGen Poe just been crushing. Like, I've never seen somebody consecutively consecutively sell out open editions in sub one minute. It, like, it feels like daily at this rate. So there's a massive demand for DGen Poet for sure. Love what he's been doing with everything. I think the art style is completely unique. So it's completely badass. And it just continues to give me that 90s nostalgia that makes me just a huge, huge fan of it. Deep, what's going on? Then we're gonna pass it to Tom to wrap it up.
9: Yeah, easy. I have a question for everyone on the panel. Like, I know, you know, everyone's hating on SBF right now. But what I want to know is, like, do you think he is kind of a net positive? I mean, considering how many, you know, investments he made, like how many projects he sort of, you know, played a part in in, in bringing up. Like, dude, Solana, you know, started to get on the map simply because of that one tweet he made in, at the beginning of last year and to look at the uh, amount of ventures that him and Alameda research probably invested in I know the tactics they used were not so good but do you think that he played a pivotal role in this bull market and every pro like not every project but uh, some great projects that we see right now are because of him and like I just want to know like what everyone thinks about that.
0: Uh, I don't think I would call him a net positive personally. I think losing 60 billion and having liabilities of 10 to 50 billion is usually a bad sign. So I'd say that that's not a net positive, but he definitely helped stand up the Solana ecosystem for sure. I mean, they invested in basically anybody who talked to him. Uh, my favorite conversation, too, one of the articles I read was that people felt he was brilliant in his pitch meetings, only to then see that he was playing League of Legends during the pitch meetings. So the men's just absolutely insane. Um, and the other thing too is like Alameda invested in a lot of stuff too. So I don't know if directly he had a hand in it besides providing them everybody else's money that they deposited to invest in risky assets and basically startups, some of which had three employees and no website. Yeah, it's a lot of skepticism, you know, but uh, I don't think I'd ever call him a, a benefit at the moment. I think the biggest benefit is if the money somehow reappears, which I don't think is going to happen. But uh, yeah, that's kind of my take on it.
9: What if we change the word from net positive to pivotal in, in the bull pivotal market? Pivotal is a great word.
0: Pivotal is a great word. Certainly pivotal. Certainly a, uh, I don't want to call him a value add, but he certainly helped put Solana on the map. I know that that tweet about buying all the Sol and you can go F off at $3 is still one of the most retweeted, reshared tweets and certainly has a massive place in the crypto history books, especially once again, considering now he can officially buy one Solana at that price. But uh, Tom, what's going on?
1: Yeah, just to touch on what deep said a little bit um you know for people that don't know like i work in finance and i want people to understand that what happened here was extremely risky it shows the negativity of leverage and not you know the whole stop loss situation and all that but the frameworks of what happened is not that dissimilar from the frameworks of like a financial bank in the industry the difference is, is that where the power was shifted and i think that is the positive that i see in it to deep is that i hope people understand how fragile financial markets can actually be when things get exposed. Uh, if those tweets wouldn't have came out from CZ, who knows what would have happened. Um, and just people understanding how risky things really are and not getting lost in the the fact of the only up season. So I will say that. And I think that I'd rather have it happen now and have max pain in this market than have it, in, you know, when we're approaching an all time high situation and everything falls down. Um, so I think it's a, it's a growth situation, but I just want people to understand that like a lot of the fundamentals of what he did was, basically how financial institutions are run, Lehman Brothers. I mean, we saw that for people that were around for that. Um, So they're just the differences. There's no taxpayers to bail people out, um, which is definitely a problem. But I just want people to understand that there are tactics that will be recycled from what happened that maybe successful people will do with less risk. But um, the ideas there are not going away.
0: Dude, not have put it any better myself. I like to call out too to the traditional banking system, and I think that that is like the bigger thing. Like people were basically putting these funds away, thinking that they'd have lifetime access back to them. We all felt it was a safe establishment. A lot of people kind of lean on crypto from like the whole banking, the bankless ability, and not having the traditional ways of like what a bank run is. But it played out exactly like what a bank run is, sadly. So that's that's where this negative aspect really comes into play. But Crypto Cowboy, what's going on?
5: I couldn't have said it better myself. Tom kind of stole the words out of my mouth and now I just really wanted to shout him out. That was was
0: perfect. (laughs) No, Absolutely. Well, hey, shout out all the dope speakers today. Shout out everyone for tuning in. We're going to be back again at 8 a.m. tomorrow and shout out our new title sponsor once again. Hello, Moon. Use them for charts. Use them for swapping. They're electric. It's a free finance and analytics tool. What are you doing if you're not using them? It's totally free. Get on board with that. But we're going to be back again tomorrow at 8 a.m. talking a little pre-market and then back again at 5 p.m. talking a little post-market. Thanks for rocking with us.